Hello, and welcome to the Magic Fabulists podcast. This is the 34th dose, and it's called Introducing the Haven. In this episode, I am excited to tell you about something I'm involved with and give you a little sample of that through a conversation. So some of you might remember a few months ago, I shared a conversation with my friend Andy Mort, who is the founder of well, the the voice of the Gentle Rebel podcast, and also the founder of an online community called The Haven. And The Haven is designed to be kind of this virtual uh, village of sorts where people can come and get to know each other and discuss everything around life and creativity and following our own rhythms and this gentle rebel spirit as Andy calls it. And I met Andy through the podcasting world and we've hit it off. We just resonate a lot with each other about how we want to um, approach life and our own creativity and really seeing our creative practices not just as making things but also as a way of living and questioning norms of fast-paced society and wanting to explore ways to live a deeper, more meaningful existence. And so that, yeah, there I shared a conversation between him and I a few months ago called Convergence. And then a few, uh, a few months after that, he invited me to join him in kind of taking some of the leadership in the Haven community. And I was really honored to get this invitation. Um, I, I love being invited to do things that um, use the skills I both have or want to develop. And this feels like, like that. I like a chance to work with somebody I respect and be a part of this um, yeah, connecting space online online world is kind of new to me. It's not my, not my forte. I, I'm more used to in-person connections, but through this podcast and other, um, I've, I guess in the last few years, I've noticed that I, I am capable of meaningful connection across a, long, a large distance, um, thanks to technology. So I'm interested to see where this goes. And yeah, honored to be a part of the Haven. And if you, you might already be a part of the Haven if you found out about me through that. And if not, I, I really feel that people who um, connect with this podcast and enjoy what I'm sharing, that there, there's a very good chance you also enjoy what happens in the Haven. It's kind of like on the same wavelength. And I will be facilitating two discussion groups in that community. Uh, one around making things, physical art, and creativity in the tangible spaces, and also one called Sacred Space, which will be kind of a exploration of different ways of, like I share on this podcast, the intersection of spirituality and our physical experience, things around awareness, meditation, spiritual practices, um, books that are inspiring, things like that. So those are two, the two kind of discussion community groups I'm facilitating 
in the Haven, along with joining Andy for monthly kind of auditory riffs is what I like to call them. These like these conversations around a theme. And so the Haven year is uh, has nine themes and Andy's been using this kind of liturgical calendar for a few years now. He started the Haven in 2014, so it's well established and I I feel really honored to join something that's got a legacy already. And in the conversation you're about to hear, we talk about that change for Andy of um, inviting somebody to join him in that leadership um, even more so and kind of how we navigate changes in our lives. We So in the Haven year, there are not these nine themes and fittingly the one for September is change. And so we talk about the changes in the Haven and also the ch- how we navigate change in our own lives. And yeah, some of the other themes that we all touch on during the year include belonging, confidence, creativity, inspiration, and some others. I'm not going to give you the whole list because then there'd be no surprises. Um, technically, the Haven is a subscription community, so you pay about $12 a month. I think that's 12 American uh, to be a part of it. And that gives you access to the groups and a book club and some other kind of video explorations and anything else that comes into that group. So I think it's uh, technically a good deal as far as money goes, uh, as far as like the cost of joining a club. Um, anyways, if that's of interest to you, you, you can go to my website, magicforrealists.ca, and there's a page there all about the Haven. And uh, there's no cost to listen to this podcast because I just want to share it with you. And so I'm going to give you the sample of Andy and I talking about change as a broader theme and change in the Haven. So I hope you enjoy it. I really like bringing the energy of him and I riffing together to you guys. I hope you find some inspiration. And as always, if you want to um, send me some questions, comments, if you have questions about the Haven, um, you can send them my way as well. You can get in touch with me through the website I just mentioned, magicforrealists.ca, which will also be in the show notes. And on Instagram, I am at magicforrealists. Those are both great ways to be in touch. So um, I know around here, the seasons feel, I also feel the shift of the physical season of um, summer turning to autumn. And so this chance to talk about change and how we navigate it how we sense it coming, whether we choose it or it's brought upon us, um, how we change together or individually feels thematic and appropriate. So I hope you enjoy. Bye for now. So, th- I mean, this is the the third the beginning of the third cycle through the nine haven themes, the kind of liturgical seasonal structure. Um, the first one in 2019, September 2019, had a overriding theme of um, this idea that it's never too late to start the next part of your story or like, oh. yeah, it's, it's 
there's always time to write another chapter. Um, 2020 was around the idea that um, sometimes in order to get a better grip of things, you've got to let go of stuff first. Um, so in order to pick up what you want, you've got to work out what you need to let go of. And yeah. then this year, this, this third time, it's kind of, I don't really have a, <laughs> have an overriding theme because <laughs> I think things are happening naturally and organically and there is change occurring within the Haven, which is why I'm really excited to be, uh, yeah, introducing you to Lindsay Celeste here. Uh, hello, Lindsay. Like, hello. it's so glad, I'm so glad to be doing this with somebody else. <laughs> it's oh, the I'm... first time. Yeah, thank you. I'm really honored to be joining you in this, oh, I don't know, it's more than a project, this endeavor, I want to say. Mm. And uh, as you were speaking, I was thinking, well, maybe the, maybe the theme for this, maybe the overarching theme for this year is more like flow or like organic um, emerging, like just sort of like, let's see where it goes. <laughs> maybe mm. that's the theme. I think very much that's how I feel like there was there was a part of me <laughs> like that wild felt, card exactly I, I, I felt like oh I've got to I've got to find this overarching theme and it's like no I don't because it you know it in previous years it's it's arrived and it's just mm -hmm. been something that has just naturally been there and I'm like right that's it uh, this year it's not so much but because of as you say the flow the emergence and um, the word as we've been sort of batting things around um before this conversation the word integration came up mm -hmm. uh, as an important word and um yeah it was, it was kind of i i used the word settling sort of settling in letting things settle you know what does that word mean and then you came back with integration as a as a sort of preferred word which is interesting so i mean let's let's start with that like integration well, I even want to settling. okay and i also want to back up and i'm interested in where this idea because you've had the Haven for longer than three years. So where did the idea of the seasonal themes come from? Yeah, that it was um, I th like, so the, the Haven started in 2014, so summer 2014, which was a very long mm -hmm. time ago. Now. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's iterated a lot over the years in different ways. And it started on my website as just a, a kind of membership private space there. And okay. um, then it became its own thing over time. Um, and I, I'd always taken a theme each month to explore but it was yeah. it was uh, it, like, yeah there'd be sort of so many different themes but they'd it felt like I was going over the same ground a bit mm -hmm. and coming up with new things to talk about or new things to explore felt a bit difficult and then I think I was um I was listening to something by um, a guy called Pete Rollins who's sort oh, of yeah a, he's brilliant yeah theologian and philosopher it's sometimes hard to follow but he's great yeah, amazing yeah sort of <laughs> Hegelian psychoanal uh, psychoanalyst <laughs> all this stuff yeah and and he was talking about this idea of like liturgical yeah. structures in things and how um to kind of uh like decentering practices is one of the things he talks about and using um using art as a way to, I guess, confront people with truths within themselves and and building community through these these sorts of practices, um, and that really sort of caught my imagination in terms of thinking about liturgical structure within the Haven year or just within the year generally. Mm -hmm. And like you know, I grew up uh, in 
in church and liturgy was like you know it's a a big part of the annual cycle there you know you've, yeah. you go through the different seasons of the church calendar um with sort of yeah christmas and easter being the the big ones but like everything repeats year on year yeah. and, and so that kind of got me thinking yeah what are the what are the key areas of i guess personal growth or you know personal development that are broad enough that we could rinse <laughs> rinse them or juice them <laughs> every year like year on year yeah. well um, it also reminds me of uh, well some of my church background but also so the way that in uh pagan traditions link their celebrations to hmm. like the the seasonal calendar so much yeah yeah and and so to me it's fitting because we are experiencing even like natural cycles of seasons every year and we find them similar but then also you know we're at a different place either in you know physically or inside um psychologically than we were last year so we experience the season differently mm. and so i really like that about the haven and i also like the it's like there's a gentle rebel element to it like a quiet protest in that so much of like content creation stuff is like hey let's like like brand new like like this is new 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 like mm. more more and new and so you're like yeah it's the same old we're doing it again mm. <laughs> like but it's not boring it's like richer and there's a sort of spiral like yeah circling back that i i think it's a great idea so. yeah yeah totally yeah the sort of image of the the rings in the trunk of a tree come to mind of mm. like that mm. you know you're going round you go you're you're moving in a circle but it's it's strengthening and each each ring in that trunk tells a story of a certain mm -hmm. period of time and um and yeah i think it is that gentle rebellion thing of actually growth is not just about about new about different about more it's about yeah. deepening it's about going into those things and exploring really the the kind of depths of it which you cannot do if you just look at something once and yeah yeah i think that's really important hmm. and so to go back to what you were saying about the the integration or the settling it's like that to me that repetition actually is part of um allowing things to actually uh settle or integrate in i guess i like the integration word because it feels like like weaving like if i put my hands like the fingers together or like joining pieces and settling always feels like things are like coming from the top and moving down right like yeah, Im yeah. imagery i think settling goes towards the bottom and integration's more like side to side mm. <laughs> um but anyways in whatever direction it's happening it's it's about uh things like really actually becoming a part of who we are how we move instead of just being like a nice idea we kind of flew past mm -hmm. like it's almost the difference between like driving through somewhere and like you know seeing the sign and be like oh wow we like we went there or settling like living in a place and really becoming a part of it mm. would be the integration settling idea yeah i like that so yeah by, that's, that's by really returning true. to the themes yeah. it's like we're we're not just flying by them again mm. yeah that's a good point about this settling and i think to some degree that's that's how i feel right now is is like this last so like the idea of kind of bringing other people into the fold of the haven and, and working mm -hmm. alongside 
you know, people like you and, and, um, you know, potentially other people, uh, to, I guess, broaden out and to, to fill out this, this space that has, has been created since like, so it was the site uh, redesigned in May. And right. I remember when you were, you kind of like disappeared for a few weeks because <laughs> you were deep in that. Completely unintentionally. <laughs> I, like, I think you said, you didn't say rabbit hole. You said rabbit w- warren. It was like, like a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah. It was way more involved than a hole. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly, like I found myself, it was as if I'd upgraded from like a small apartment to this massive manor house with all right. these rooms and all this potential. And I'm like, I can't. I can't keep, I can't, you know, keep going around this whole place on my own and keeping it. It's like, like too much you know, square exactly. footage to sweep exactly. myself. <laughs> so it just felt like a really natural transition point mm. to, to invite other people into, yeah, kind of bringing their creativity, bringing their perspectives and, and all of that stuff into it. And yeah, I'm really excited about what this looks like, but in terms of the, yeah, the settling that's felt like, everything's just flown up in the air right. like, there's loads of stuff and now now it's a, a season of okay things are starting to land and it's like okay yeah. what, what does this look like and and yeah. then the integration will happen there I suppose it's a bit like mm-hmm. seeds just all you know you, you've talked about that that kind of image of the millions of seeds falling from a tree or or whatever and and then some of them take root and then integrate into that yeah ecosystem. I like that I like the way the two images are coming together. Hmm. Oh, well, I was, I'm very excited to get to see where this joint effort goes and honored because a lot of what you've done and are really good at is kind of like, like the technical infrastructure, like the, the building of the thing that allows us to do this in a online space. And that is not my realm of expertise so yeah. far. I can like use things pretty okay, but the creating of them in that world is not at all something I know much about nor really care to know much about. So to have somebody be like, Hey, I have this, this playground. Um, would you like to come play here? Is like, that's a really great invitation. So that was really cool. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I can't say the, uh, the technical stuff has ever been <laughs> something I've got really excited about. It's, it's almost <laughs> been out of necessity and then, once I'm once I start playing I can't uh-huh. then I can't can't stop and I like create right, things okay. I'm like why have I created that like it's uh-huh. this is much bigger a house than I <laughs> yeah so yeah it'd be good to maybe sort of talk about what integration and maybe settling but more integration I think looks like it and sort of broadening out beyond the haven and sort of mm-hmm. thinking about in general life yeah, and this, just to sort of give people some of the back story, I think we're, this is also in the context of the change theme that um, starts us off in the Haven year. And it's fitting because we're changing up how the Haven works a bit. Um, and when, to me, change and integration kind of go together because something will change either from the outside or inside ourselves. And then the integration is about incorporating that change. So kind of like, so that it sticks. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like an event unless it integrates and then it becomes an actual change. Nice. Uh, And so 
one of the things I notice a lot in personal development world is that there's a there seems to be quite an expectation that things go quickly. So you can like take a course and then it's supposed to change your life. And that to me, that course and even the insights you might get in it is basically an event until it um, becomes a part, like until it actually changes something <laughs> like in the long run or something's different, not just in that moment or that day, but in how you are afterwards. That's when it, I would consider it actually kind of integrated. And I don't think that's possible to have happen quickly. Mm. Like I think if it's, the, the feeling of it changing, like the insight or the moment, like the epiphany, that part can be really quick. Like it could be almost like an instant or a weekend or an encounter or something, but how that actually makes a difference and what you're going to do or say or be or work at is that's not going to be an instant sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. That's really, yeah, I've not thought about it like that like the event versus real change. And I think we often chase the events and the, within the event, there's the possibility of change. And mm -hmm. there's the, there's that exciting kind of the novelty of like, Oh, something could shift here. Um, but then without that longer term slow part, that change doesn't happen. So often we just maybe jump to another event. Yeah. Um, yeah like the image that's coming to mind now is of weather so like if it like if it pours rain then it's it's raining and you're like whoa it's raining but you can't in that moment be like oh now it's or it's snowing now it's winter like it's not it's not winter the first time it snows it's winter once it's been like snowing for a while mm -hmm. or switch in your metaphor depending on where you live and how the seasons change or you could be like a storm chaser you know and you could just go to wherever the wherever it was raining or snowing which does not mean you live in winter like it just means that you're chasing the snow mm. um as a way to just a goofy way to talk about that difference between the event and it actually being a different season yeah no, that's good i like that so like if if we just do if you just talk to me once and say oh yeah now we're like now we're kind of, you know, cooperating on some parts of the Haven. That's like really nice for us to say, but it's only really changed if, you know, it plays out over a longer time. Mm -hmm. And that's the part we, we are excited about, but we don't entirely know how that unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, the that's the uncertainty <laughs> part, isn't it? It's the, and the bit that we've probably as, as a culture, not, been great at embracing because of the uncertainty because of the the exciting aspects of that like because who knows where it will lead yeah. um but it's also the control part we quite like to be in control of how things turn out or mm -hmm. you know that that side of things so and yeah. the integration can be kind of messy like yeah. because some parts that you thought were really important don't end up being and and like other things I you know I see this in creative stuff or in life like I have I can have so many ideas of what I want to change or do and if I tell people about them <laughs> then I run the risk of looking foolish I think because not everything is actually going to end up becoming a part of it mm -hmm. you know like some 
there's some sort of chaff or like, uh, what's that called? Like the the ex the excess the yeah. stuff that isn't useful after all that I might have thought was really vital. So there's a messiness to that actual process of integration that doesn't necessarily look that flattering. Mm -hmm. And so we probably prefer to just, you know, show the end result and then link it back to some grand moment of change. And we're like, and then it appears like it happened really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's part of why I, I was it really appealed to me to kind of, I guess, like thrash out this period of change in the haven in the in the way that like we'll sort of present everything we'll talk like this as we're going through the change mm -hmm. um, and there's a big difference I'm really aware of this big difference between seeing something integrating in the moment seeing something emerge in the moment and that story or that narrative we will tell about the change yeah. down the line so like retrospectively you yeah. know when you see how it panned out how things or at least became as they are at a certain point um you can almost retrofit the narrative or yeah, retrofit exactly. the events that took place and and nicely take out the messiness and the chat right, like even now are. you're like oh yeah so in so in the spring i i redid the haven like you summed that up in like what one sentence now yeah actually there was like sleepless nights and like it was it was a whole bigger thing than that, you know, but now it's like this nice tidy little story. Yeah. And, and so I agree that there's, there's something interesting about, um, I guess, kind of publicizing some of that process, which I hope is actually helpful because, um, you know, other people are going through their own processes. And if we all always just hide our process completely, then um, we don't get to learn from those. Mm -hmm. And there, I mean, there's some things that, that need to be private or need to be, you know, kind of internal just so that it's, I don't know, not some sort of weird exhibitionist fest, but yeah. uh, I think a little bit of, of letting the process be seen could be helpful. I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's knowing what's helpful and what is just, yeah, excessively maybe self-indulgent or, or yeah. like, like people don't want to listen to everything. <laughs> no, exactly. Which I, th I think I want to segue from there into sure. one of the things that excites me about us working together on this is, um, uh, so it's the result. It's like what we might actually do and how, what would like result from it. But when you, when you first pitched me the idea, one of the things you said was that in, in kind of like coaching spaces, there often seems to be this kind of competition between like, I don't know, they're influencers isn't the right word, but I guess coaches or leaders trying to kind of like compete for an audience or a, you know, a, an online space or something. And there's this sort of like, it almost sounds, it almost seems like political, like, you know, the, the friendly handshake, like, oh, come on my podcast. But like, mm -hmm. actually it's a competition for the same audience. Um, so one of the things you said was that that, that whole mode of operating isn't appealing to you, but mm. trying to um, facilitate cooperation and like collaboration and creative uh, synergy between artists and creators and helpers is interesting. Yeah, and so that's also interesting to me because the way that the way that we do things as 
leaders or creators feels as important, sometimes even more important to me than um, what results from it. Mm. And so I think that's also part of what, what we want to invite people to kind of come along for is watching creative people try and cooperate. Mm. <laughs> like, um, because I, I hope that whatever we discover from this uh, is also useful for other people cooperating, you know, yeah. and, and the hiccups we, we arrive at and resolve or whatever. Um, so I just wanted to, to say that the process of, of trying to work on something together is also very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I like that. And, and that, yeah, it's worth emphasizing that, that, that kind of vision that I had all that prompt prompt for the change in the first place was this feeling of seeing, I don't know, it is, it's the, it's the competitiveness that is not necessarily enjoyed or felt by people. You can just see it really wearing people down and grinding mm. people down. Like the whole, um, I guess it's the hustle culture, hustle mind, um, where you kind of feel isolated and lonely. I think it's, it's the loneliness of it that yeah. was really loud for me. Um, yeah. and just seeing everybody sort of, with good values, good things driving them at their heart, but being forced into this, like, I've got to compete for these. <laughs> there's a limited pool of resources, or it feels like there's a limited pool of people. There's a limited uh -huh. yeah, pool of attention. Um, and actually, and, and then the urgency and the scarcity mind kicks in. And it's like, how can we create something more abundant, more akin to that slow growth? Um, mm -hmm that that kind of yeah real organic move towards developing both on our own and together and to 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 build a a pool of people that is greater than the sum of its parts it's yeah. it's its own thing and that collaboration is is not just people working together it's creating something bigger than we can sort of imagine so yeah yeah it's cool it's cool which um reminds me of kind of broadening that out again of like I wonder when we're when we sort of like I wonder for you how do you sense that like it's time to change like how do you know um yeah how do you know that ch is it like that change just happens or when it's when it's the thing that you sort of make some moves towards is there like a recurring way you know that it's time to change like is it a sleepless night or is it like a a stomach ache or like is it just a, a thought that d doesn't leave you alone is there something that lets you know change is like imminent it's a good question yeah yeah i wanted to get onto the yeah the discernment and knowing that intu intuitive how do you know when it's time to change uh i think it's for me it's it's generally just it is a knowing like it's something something might feel impossible until suddenly it feels possible like something shifts and it's like oh like with you know I'd never really considered the possibility of bringing other people into the haven as as kind of partners and and people kind of facilitating and leading stuff until suddenly it, the old way didn't make any sense <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it's like no that is the obvious that of course that's got to happen and and suddenly like everything changes so much that you can't quite imagine 
carrying on as it was. Um, but I, I don't know what that is. It just happens. How is it for you? Yeah, I think it's sort of like that. And I would also say the, um, I watch, I watch the thoughts that I'm having. Um, and it's often like really, it's almost like they're quick and they're, they seem to be almost like sneak in between things. So like might be the thought I have just before I go to sleep or like, it's the thought I have when I'm not thinking about the thing. So it's not the, cause if I'm kind of logical about it, I'm usually on some sort of track, but then it's almost like a, a little like shooting star thought will just come from the side mm-hmm. at an unexpected time. And it'll be like, and it might be a positive one. Like it might be like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Or it might be like, whoa, like that's not right. Or it might be just an inspiration of something to do. And those sort of sideline ones that I didn't really, I wasn't trying for, but they just sort of flew past. I think when those ones kind of stop or accumulate on a similar vein, I start to pay attention to them and they kind of accumulate. And I'm like, at a certain point, not listening to them seems anywhere from like foolish to really, really stupid. Mm. (laughs) And I identify what you said of like at a certain, there's like a tipping point where it's like, oh, doing the other thing doesn't make sense anymore. Um, yeah, and it reminded me of um, this community in Portugal that I spent some time with, and they were experimenting a lot with how to make decisions on consensus instead of um, like by any kind of top-down hierarchy or even organized democracy, but this this sort of like hive organic emergent decision process, right. which I was really fascinated by. And when I asked them how how did they decide things? Um, their answer was that they just had a lot of conversations. Like everybody just talked with everybody about the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in all sorts of different permutations of the, of how, who you can have conversations with both big ones and small ones. And those would just keep on going. And then they said, at a certain point, the decision emerges, like it really becomes clear where we're going, not mm-hmm. because anybody declared it one day but just the conversations by allowing them to happen um eventually go one direction or the other mm. and the other one the other decision seems like it's just not getting talked about mm. um that's interesting yeah and i've i've watched that in um, much smaller versions of that like with one person or a few people mm. where if you just kind of keep circling around the thing eventually it's almost like centrifugal force, like some things fly off and get lost and then the core remains. Mm. Uh, and I find that organic process really cool. And I think it's sort of like what I'm saying in my happens just to myself where the different parts of me are talking about the thing and, and I might try talking it through with other people or I might try writing about it or reading about it. And then over time, I the my I lean towards one direction and eventually the other one doesn't it doesn't get any fuel. Yeah. Uh, it's a, another kind of cyclical image, isn't it? Of circling around yeah. ideas and and yeah, as you say, the centrifugal part of the the things, I guess that chaff again, like just flying off, like it's <laughs> it's necessary. Because you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as you're sort of circling through the possibilities and the options and the, you know, how things could go, like those things need to fly off. Like it's not, yeah. 
it's not a process that you can rush or totally say, okay how can we be more efficient in this process it's like no we've we've got to go through that um yeah. and that's part of getting there yeah it's i guess i guess my journal is probably the as you kind of thinking about talking about those those thoughts that fly past and mm-hmm. that's what i notice in my in my journal is like oh that that thing's come up again um, right and and even with the uh so the changes with the haven which started by changing a, a kind of course um, return to serenity island course home page was the product of me asking myself a question in my journal which is i wonder whether it would be possible to move this somewhere else at some point in the future and then that just then escalated into a I've just had a I've just had a look and yes it will be and then (laughs) it all just happened so and that was another thing of like yeah I can't believe I wasn't this was not on the cards sort of this time last week now I can't imagine it not having happened Um, but yeah the biggest challenge for me I think is going to be to talking about like yeah that community in Portugal like actually having others involved and and working through kind of the change the uh how how things will look in the future and and how we want to move forwards together in certain areas mm-hmm. um because i think uh yeah like have acted very unilaterally for a lot of my life in different <laughs> yeah, areas totally. so it's it's an interesting it's I'm, I'm sort of relishing the challenge actually and well, I think it's brave. I think it's brave to let somebody in to something you've made and, and care deeply about and and allow your process to itself to change and include include other people. That is there's kind of like to me, there's like a brave vulnerability to it. Like that itself is is creative and risky. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be I think it it feels like a part of my own personal growth, like a really important part of uh-huh. actually you need to you need to kind of learn this sort of team thing and the the working with others and and that's actually gonna help me personally massively, I think. Um, because it does it it brings up certain I don't know if blind spots is the right term, but certain things that patterns that I recognize from the past where I yeah. might either either use change to run away from um the difficult part of commitment or <laughs> use like just withdraw and not change where change is necessary um, which yeah. is another part that i wanted to kind of um to look at was the the kind of i guess pace pace and and rhythm and recognizing when it's time to change versus when it's time to commit like is change this kind of this beckoning this this temptation because actually committing to something and doing the hard work is like conjuring fear or (laughs) so it's like the allure of the new project yeah exactly um yeah yeah, i mean i that must be a a, i think it requires kind of like honest self-reflection and an ability to be circumspect enough to be like okay am I is this because this also involves like sometimes you got to quit something and quitting is the best like the best thing to do like not is not always is sticking with something to the end completely Mm -hmm. the best idea for your your own like health creativity or well-being of everybody um but when 
you know, when you're just running away and when you're, um, it's actually the end. Uh, that's a whole discernment piece that I think is partly self-honesty and then hopefully some, I mean, I have some wise people around me that I hope can kind of, I can talk that out with. And either when I talk it out with them, I hear myself in a way that allows me to see that I'm quitting or changing too fast, or they actually kind of reflect that back to me. Right. Yeah. Um, That's useful. (laughs) Yeah. I find that really helpful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's the, I think, yeah, having that sort of sounding board or that thing to reflect back of, because it's easy to convince ourselves that the change, some change is really necessary. And actually, when you think about it, it's either a procrastination or it's a running away from the thing that is really, really necessary, which is, yeah, having, maybe it's having a difficult conversation or maybe it's just going through that messy middle part of a project. Mm-hmm. That, oh. Okay, well, I got something here. Go. Um, <laughs> which is the, I think the energy to change, like that's really kind of like life forcey, creative, even evolutionary. Like that's a, that's a really powerful force. And so I think sometimes we run into trouble if, okay, so that's really strong. It's almost like, like fire strong. And if it's, and it can wreak havoc if we listen to it too much, you know, we can end up changing. I often feel like when I feel that impetus, I could end up like changing my whole life entirely. Like when it's strong, I feel like everything about what I'm doing, like my relationship, location, job, identity all needs to change. (laughs) And I've played it out sometimes where I shift all of, all of those. And it's incredibly disruptive and um, to myself and other people and, and kind of doesn't really, it just brings about a whole new set of, of like the freshness. Um, But if I, if I deny that energy completely, then I just stifle my own life force and the changeness of it. Mm. So for me, the, I guess, tied with the integration lessons is this learning how to honor that energy that wants to change, but in smaller pieces so that I don't disrupt as much. Mm. So for example, like, okay, I'm feeling stagnant in my job. Like maybe the thing to do isn't quit my job entirely. Maybe it's like, take a day off and go drive and see my cousin. And like, I've honored the change. I've gotten some creative flow. I've had a great conversation with her. And then a few days later I come back and I, I'm not jobless, you know, like, which is kind of a great combination. Yeah. So it feels like I'm learning how to kind of bite off the, the right amount that I can digest it while still honoring the impulse to change. Mm -hmm. So for example, like, and it could be in a, in a smaller artistic way, like, oh, you, you hate the painting you've made. And so you want to like change the whole thing. But maybe there's, maybe that impulse is actually really strong. And if you painted over the whole thing, you would lose a good work. And maybe what you need to do is actually just like go wash your paintbrushes and make another little painting on the side before that fire consumes the whole thing. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, where'd my painting go? Yeah. Yeah. Or where'd my relationship go? Where'd whatever go? Yeah. I, I, does that make any sense? That does make complete sense. Yeah, I, I've experienced that, and you know, thinking my there's moments with my music where that'll be the case. The you and you can get so close to something as well that you think 
the whole thing's got to change mm-hmm. when you get that sort of that energy as you say that sense the create the, the change energy is there like something does need to change but it's not everything um, yeah and yeah so like a couple of the things that I'd written down sort of related to this was um, around the pace for change so the idea that when change is too slow it can kind of cause a, a drift and a stagnation that means that things just sort of crumble a little bit when mm-hmm. change is too fast uh, rather than integration it can lead to disintegration because everything is on una- it blows like, apart yeah. yeah it can't sort of do that sort of entangling and entwining um it reminds me of um like uh there's lots of rivers around here that are getting drier with the drought so when there's not enough flow they start getting like algae yeah and the water becomes like not that great to swim in or drink or live in as a fish um but then if it's too much flow nothing can actually grow there either yeah. like if it's just rushing past all the time it's inhabitable and dangerous mm-hmm. so there's kind of this sweet spot where it's like very alive yeah. um and that doesn't even have to be like uniform there could be like gentler pools and faster sections but overall there's a certain amount of flow um it's mm. yeah it's yeah, that, and that leads perfectly to my second thing, which is oh, okay. <laughs> within within that sort of energy of change is like anchor points and pivot points and recognizing, yeah. like asking that question of like, okay, what needs to stay the same right now? Um, and so that might be in that river. It's like the rocks around which things might grow and, and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then uh, the pivot points of like what needs to shift first or what needs to change next um and so rather than having that overwhelming all-encompassing sense of like everything's got to change something's got to change it's looking at okay well what needs to stay the same like what do i you know you talked about that the kind of uprootedness of when everything changes like you go for the relationship the job the location like everything all at once (laughs) and that can be completely discombobulating and yeah like overwhelming yeah and so just recognizing okay what are the things that can and ought to stay the same right now where do i need the anchors so that the 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 actual pivots can have a stronger foundation and i can sort of move from there i like that that's a good uh distinction i think coming back to just that so like the idea of uh so we've both done disc per- personality profiles i was just going to bring those up <laughs> yeah which right. I've, i find i don't know i, I have a, a sort of love-hate relationship with psychometric like personality profiling yes um because i think we can we can get too sucked into the self-absorbed part of it like te- it tells me something about me that i can then tell everybody about me uh mm-hmm. but i find it in the context of certainly thinking about working, working with you and and working with a a team of potential partners and whatever, like understanding what it is that you need in terms of communication, in terms of, okay, rates of change. uh, And within the context of change, what's interesting is that different personality types deal with change differently Uh and also use change to cope with other things um, differently as well. So I I agree with you with the kind of, um, the benefits and drawbacks of any kind of like classification of personality thing. I think they can bring insights to 
like they give a different language to talk about our uniqueness and then they could also end up kind of being boxes or self-fulfilling prophecies like oh well i'm supposed to be like this mm -hmm. um but when it gives us language to talk about like oh you you are like this and i'm like this and sometimes as simple as it sounds i just i just forget that not everybody sees the world the way i do mm. like entirely basic but it bears repeating so like the when i see the i've just briefly looked at your um disc profile thing and when i saw it at first i'm like oh right like like you like i can't there's something about details on there that you're mm -hmm. you um it doesn't say perfectionist but so there's a different word um anyways something to do with the details and the accuracy really matter and i my first thought was like oh my god that's not me like that is not yeah. me <laughs> like i i so often don't care um which is funny because in certain parts of my art like it, it really matters you know and i'll mm -hmm. cut something really particularly and like go back and go over it a lot but often i'm i'm way more kind of like broad strokes like uh just not it doesn't feel like that um i go immediately to the details so when i saw that it was just this this clear reminder of like oh right andy's operating differently than me <laughs> like mm. like he's not having the same experience of life and then also of like working with me like this is like sometimes i'm gonna be this bizarre creature that is just doing something totally different to how he'd do it and mm. like that in itself regardless of the details just being aware that there's a difference i think is helpful yeah yeah definitely yeah and what i love is that you know we can have conversations like this and it's like the values like vision whatever like the energy all aligns really nicely and then, mm -hmm. then it's like yeah the, the kind of those operational things beneath the surface might be different and yeah, yeah it's just recognizing yeah what's and what's creating enough of person like yeah. enough kind of like grace i guess to allow for the other person's differing style yeah. but then also being willing to like meet them enough um so that there is enough overlap that it's like functional you know because yeah. if, yeah. if two people are too much like well i just do it this way and you're like well i just do it this way um then you just have too stubborn <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and i think and that is the danger as i was saying the the risk with the those sorts of personality profiling things as i've seen it occur is i am fixed it's almost i know who i am now that i've seen it on a piece of paper mm -hmm. and you need to like let me be completely me rather than yeah just recognizing okay we're different let's work out you know I'm, I'm now aware that you operate differently and i'm aware of how that is and although i can't get myself into that like, <laughs> let's work that out let's yeah work when i was thinking back to the the pace part where um it's like there's pacing in in cooperation hmm. i mean that in two different ways one is that like in order to cooperate we have to find a pace that works for both of us you know, so like if one person has an idea, I've been, I don't know if accused is accused as a harsh word, but I've been told that I can be 
I, uh, there's sort of like, just go like really fast towards something. Like I can just see the, see the task, see what needs to be done, do the next thing, do the next thing. And like, even in a physical task, leave everybody behind. Like they just can't figure out how to help in the garden because I'm, I'm like at step six already. And they're, mm -hmm. they're really doing number two and wanting to do number three. And I haven't bothered to explain um, because I'm just going so fast. Um, so what pace, what does the pace look like in order for cooperation to happen? Similarly, if somebody's too slow, like if you get really, really hung up on a detail and you just keep going over and over it, I'm going to get like bored and disinterested mm. and we will no longer be cooperating. So yeah. there's like, there's a meeting of, and that was a very harsh dichotomy of like, in that case, I was fast and you were slow. I'm sure it switches. Um, but how to find the pacing between or in a group that that is compatible to the the cooperation mm. that's a yeah. whole other learning i guess yeah exactly yeah and that's what i mean when i'm talking about my sort of unilateral tendencies it would be kind of similar to so i would get i would plan everything in my in my head work out exactly what i'm going to do and i would be at um stage seven before I've even told anybody that I'm starting stage one and yeah and then which yeah, is great when you're the only one doing the stages it's fine then yeah but it, it can be I can only imagine it's really really irritating so it's it's like yeah so another learning thing for me is remembering to communicate intentions and communicate you know how's what's this looking like and and another thing that I have noticed is if I so if I have sort of ideas of things in my head, even if I'm not concrete on them, and then I'll get an email that's got other ideas, my first thought is always, oh no, I can't do that. And then, oh. so I, I've learned, I'd need to put then space between first reading of something or first yeah. listening. <laughs> Please don't reply right away. Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, let that integrate, let the, yes, exactly. the whole thing integrate into, okay, no, that that isn't completely at odds. Cause I think my, my initial thought is like this black and white, like that's completely at odds with everything that's, you know, sort of my life is meant to be. Uh -huh. And then it's, you go back, it's a bit like reading, um, you know, if you read what you see as like really damning criticism, say in a, an email um, and it feels really painful the first time you read it. And then you put some space between that and then going back and reading it again. And you realize actually it's not as harsh as my mind interpreted it to be the first time I read it. Um, and it's <laughs> oh, a similar man. thing. Yeah. It's weird. I had that happen recently where I was, this was to do with going to visit my family and I was like really unsure whether they wanted me to come see them. And I was going, I was spinning into this huge, like, Oh my goodness. Like, uh, I don't know if they actually want me to come like really like confused down on myself sort of situation. And finally, I like show the text to my boyfriend. I'm like, can you just read this and like, tell me like, do they want me to come or not? And he's expecting like some convoluted mixed messages message. He reads it and he's like, um, sounds pretty straightforward. Like there's exclamation <laughs> marks. There's like two sentences that I invite you to do different things. Like they want you to come. Yeah. <laughs> I was like relieved and a little bit sheepish. Where I was like, wow, I really spun that. Like I really spun that through some insecurity filter and that's not what was going on <laughs> so that Weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that space or that the other perspectives 
um, yeah, really helpful. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, our minds are fascinating, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the way we do that stuff. Yeah, and I think it's communication, just open dialogue is, and that's again that cycling, that spiraling around things, and is going to be really important. Um, yeah. So I think we've we've kind of set things up fairly nicely i think for this uh this fresh season starting yeah. with the change um and so i think the plan will probably be to to have similar kinds of conversations at the start of each theme so like in the, this first season we've got change this month and then belonging um and then serenity so we'll explore those themes in maybe just the two of us or maybe uh, if there's there's others get involved as well we'll we'll see how it goes but yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing how all of this pans oh, out. i find these uh these like auditory riffs really fun mm. with you um Thank you for listening to that conversation. It's just me again, and just wanted to say thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed that conversation between Andy and I. I hope there were some nuggets that were useful to you in how you navigate change in both this season and the ones to come. And if it sparked your interest in The Haven, as I said at the beginning, you can go to magicforrealists.ca and there's a whole Haven page there that will link you to the Haven uh, to just take a little look or to join. And I'd be great. I would be super happy to see you. It's funny. See you? I guess if you put a profile picture, then I'll see you. But to interact with you in the Haven membership community. And if you just want to say hi in other ways, of course, you can find me on Instagram at Magic for Realists. And so until next time, I hope you do experience some magic in the real world as it changes and that you have a beautiful day today. And as the seasons change around you, that, um, that can bring some new gifts along with the sadness of what's passing. It's all a part of it. And so I wish you some grace in navigating change. Bye for now. <laughs>